You are now listening to The Junk and Jam Hour, a live talk radio broadcast, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. And now for your on-air host, Christopher Albert. Hello there. Happy Monday. Uh, you are indeed listening to the Junk and Jam Hour. I am your host, Christopher Albert, and we are on the fabulous Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is the nonprofit community organization and freeform internet radio station streaming original content by New York City artists and broadcasters 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here. And of course, it is Radio Free Brooklyn's goal to empower and amplify the otherwise unheard voices within our communities on the Junkie Jam Hour. It is always my premier objective uh, to share and highlight the artistic and creative journeys behind the impressive projects of some of today's most talented, groundbreaking, and often underground artists, entrepreneurs, and professionals of all kinds, all of whom are dedicated to bringing you joy. And I will do my best for this hour to bring them joy. Speaking of, my very special guest today, so lovely, uh, was born, originally born in California, raised uh, and earned her legs in music in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, She embraced her musicianship as early as the age of 12, resulting in a whirlwind journey that found her not just back in California, um, discovering herself and her talents in San Diego, L.A., Palm Springs, as well as Portland, Oregon, but eventually she found herself continuing to pursue music as a country songwriter in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, with a cumulative career spanning over 20 years in the music industry and 15 years in the beauty industry. She has now molded a sound, look, and brand of her very own, combined with her eye for fashion-forward, unique, personality-focused style, and her own exceptional ear in producing personal vulnerable pop music she has created lightning in a bottle with her latest honest and straightforward singles including emotional a song in which she reveals how she overcame self-loathing to finally embracing her own sensitivities that others often perceived as too emotional and dramatic fuck them we say uh even those in the music media realm have taken notice a guitar girl that is the magazine dedicated to highlighting the very best of women Musicians celebrated it as a fun retro dance song while the queer cue covering all things queer in art were very impressed by her ability to turn a song about accepting oneself from such a deep place into a total bop. We agree. Uh, in fact, just this past summer, y'all, her single Emotional spent three weeks at number one atop of the LGBTQ Music Network's Q32 That is the music chart that celebrates queer, artistic, and music, artist and music, excuse me, uh, because as if she already hasn't had enough to contend with in terms of self-acceptance, she has also had to struggle and find her way through the often disparaged space of being a queer individual. Now, not only has she persevered, but she's working her ass off, uh, paving the way for other queer artists by simply being unapologetically her badass self, uh, other than emotional, will also listen to her hit Never Not Miss You and discuss her recently released Never Not Miss You remix EP. So exciting. She's also a self-proclaimed emotional empath. As an advocate for personal development and spirituality, she's the proud founder of the Emotional Glow Up 
that is a platform in which she strives to heal the hearts and minds of girls, gays, and all of the theys. <laughs> Though um, she does that through the use of tarot, astrology, psychic, and cerebral cerebral pathways, excuse me, she gifts women and those within the LGBTQ plus communities a safe space to embrace their own emotions by connecting deeply with themselves and owning their very own powers. I'm going to shut up, y'all. Let me finally introduce you all to her right now. Joining me via Zoom from Nashville is Nashville-based LGBTQIA plus artist, songwriter, producer, creative director, entrepreneur, spiritual influencer, uh, and emotion coach. We'll also throw an activist because that's what she is. Uh, recently featured in print in Kind of Cool magazine. She's fabulous. She's spiritual. She's expressive, bold, and unapologetically gifted. Producing music that will surely send you running out to dance, uh, of course, in a COVID-safe environment. Please let me welcome Miss Mallory Pacific. Hello, Mallory. Hello. That was the most amazing and incredible intro I've ever heard. Of. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That was awesome. It is such an honor. It is the least I can do to show you how thankful I am for you to come on and, and share your story and share some of your insightful journey yes thank uh, you so others. much for having me i'm so excited to spend a little time with you and chat yay, about yay. all things all, all right. the things well let's unpack some of it <laughs> okay <laughs> all the things. let's go i'm always ready all let's the things go. maui pacific that is <laughs> yes. now you grew up in chicago you had a long yes. a long journey in music which i get um we've been there you've been in girls groups high school emo bands you've been in the choir i love <laughs> that you've been a worship yes. leader which i also love um yes I'm, I'm assuming you're more spiritual than religious. Uh, you've been in an EDM you got group. That right. <laughs> all before, and even even a song, a, a country writer before becoming your own solo pop artist. Um, yes. Tell us a little bit how you found music, or or what inspired. <gasps> what was it about music that you was like, oh, that's me. I feel like it was the one place where I always felt really safe to just be me because there's so much emotion in music. Mm -hmm. um, right. And I I initially really, like, I always loved Disney. Disney is, like, my yes. main. That was, like, really <laughs> what got me into music, like, watching Disney movies. Um, and all of the, it was always so, like, loving. Even the hard songs, like, in Disney, it's, they're all loving. And just, I always felt like that was my place. Um, yeah. And then eventually I learned that I had a voice. And it's, I was like, well, wait yes. a second. <laughs> it's funny because to a cynic, which we don't have to be, right? We could always just especially as artists just stay curious and one and keep that wonder like you would a child it yeah it doesn't have to sound self-righteous it's about growing it's about finding yourself through adversity and overcoming whatever that is most of these movies absolutely they are and that's i mean i think literally everybody has some sort of story that aligns with a disney movie of some sort everybody has to overcome something and yeah, I yeah. I fell in love with Disney initially. And then, you know, as kids, I would just like perform in front of my family or friends, but like they didn't have a choice. I'd be like, yeah. hey, you have to watch this performance, okay? And if they weren't looking, I'm like, um, hello, but like please I'm pay here. attention to me. I am I have entered the room. Watch my fashion show, please. Um I love that. Yeah. But and I think that that was what started it initially. Yes. It was like, wait, I can do this. Now, <laughs> this now, is something I can do. Early on, your mother did was one of your proud supporters. She took you to recording studios, did whatever you needed to do to support you as a young 
woman just finding yourself and finding your gift and finding your talent. But when you started to get gigs, one of them being in Disney Cruises, and 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 I know we'll talk about you, man, just manifesting things. I, I love yes. how you understand that power. But obviously, that's um, a testament right there. Um, and of course, you went touring and you got gigs. Your mother started to be concerned. Wait a minute, where's your backup plan, Missy? <laughs> yes, um, my mother. <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, I absolutely love you. But yes. she's um, a very, she comes from a very old school Italian Pragmatic. family. And yeah. It, yeah, it was kind of like, that's not a job. And she didn't know any better. So I don't hold that against absolutely. her. Absolutely. But that generation doesn't really see music as a job. That's more of like a hobby or like yeah. five people in the entire world make it. So like, I understand <laughs> where she's coming from. And Michael Jackson's dead. So only four left. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a spot for me is what yes there's a spot for me so um when she i understood why she did that and why yes. she was like stay in school get a job and i did that for a really long time but i always kept doing music as well like i, I never fully got away from it because i was like no this is who i am like this is within me this is what i'm meant to do so i always kept doing it um even i'd like have full-time jobs doing every, but that was to support <laughs> that was to support yes. the craft Yes, exactly. And without that, I wouldn't have gotten, you know, anywhere really, but especially to where I am now with Did, all those things. Yeah. So. Was there any point that you specifically had, scratch that, was there anything specific that you had to do to convince not just others, but yourself that, no, this is it? Or you just... Yeah, I think... I kind of let other people, especially like family and society's opinions of like what a job should be and what a life should look like. I definitely let that cloud my vision for a bit. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I did. In other I aspects think we've all too. Been yeah. 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 Like we all kind of go with what people think is a good idea until we find the power within ourselves to be like, that might be a great idea for you, but that's yes. not the best idea for yes. me. And then being able to stick with it and be like, no, this is what I'm doing because yeah. this is right for me. But you know, so. sometimes that no and people telling you and you can take it either way, that no actually propels you the other way. It knows our You'll secret see. gifts. I'll show you. <laughs> yes, knows our secret gifts, I always say, because right. I've gotten a million no's in the time that I've been doing this. And like, of course, initially, the no stings a little bit, mm -hmm, you know, no one mm -hmm. wants to hear no. But when that no comes through and you're like, okay, well, what's next? It usually yes. sends you something 80 million times more amazing than what you ever thought would happen from that no. Yeah, so that. you kind of just got to go with those. So now you talked a little bit about it in another interview, how you were, grew up in Boys Town. I never heard of it. A queer neighborhood yes. in Chicago. You yes. state that the LGBTQIA community has always been there for you and always accepted you even when you couldn't accept yourself. What yes. has been your own personal journey in discovering your own queerness in terms of identity and in how, you know, it, you came to identifying yourself as queer? I would say growing up especially, I always felt different. I always felt like what people were telling me, like these types of relationships with just man and woman, I, it didn't Very cisgendered, very specific. Me. Yes. Yes. I was like, this, labels, this is labels. fine. <laughs> yes. And I was like, this is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with this, but I just like never felt solid in that. I never felt fully like myself in situations like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then once I 
explored it more and started hanging out in neighborhoods where people were queer and people were like, this is who I am and I'm just like, I'm gonna do it. I was like, wait a second. I like, I, I found my people, like this makes yeah. sense for me. And then it just kind of like unfolded naturally throughout time, yeah. um, you know, with dating and things like that. I, I kind of stopped putting a lot of like boxes around what I was yes. interested in and yes. just fluid now. Yeah. yeah. Very, very fluid. And I, I tend to, I'm also demisexual. So I really am only attracted to people that I emotionally connect yes. with. Of course, I love, everything's emotionally based. But I love it's, it's how, true. you know, we live in a society full of labels and, and obviously it's about breaking out of those binary labels. Right. 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 But, People still want to know, and so you still have to learn what labels that can help other people understand. Right, exactly. And it, I feel like these labels are for more so the people who don't get it yeah, than all Because otherwise we'd do. be fine without them. Yeah, we don't even care. Like, no. none of us care. <laughs> like, the queer community is like, we don't care. Hello, yeah. welcome. But it's more of people, like, outside of that, they're like, so what are you into? And that's like... Um, everything. Yeah. <laughs> I just love everybody and everything. Like, and I don't put any limits on who I can be attracted to or what kind of relationship I can have with them. Like, if it happens and it feels right, I'm going to go with but it. You no did matter have, what. You did have struggle accepting that for a time. I did. I definitely did. And I think it was because of where I grew up. That wasn't necessarily like a known thing. Yeah. Like, it wasn't looked down upon necessarily, but it wasn't really celebrated. And it was kind of like, people would not make fun of, but just question that identity within people. And which also then made me question it within myself. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, Mallory, you're in good company. Other queer women in music, uh, including, of course, Janelle Monet, who's now non-binary. Yes. Melissa Etheridge, Tracy Chapman, Katie Lang, Janice Joplin, no labels. Um, what are we some love. of- We love. What are some <laughs> of the things you that you've learned from other queer musicians women or men and what sets what do you feel sets you apart from them i think i've learned a lot about just standing in your truth and yes. owning what that is um and not being scared to put that out there i think that it, it can be really scary to be vulnerable and put your true self out there because mm -hmm. i mean we're human beings and no matter what it's scary but just seeing queer artists have huge careers and that not even be a factor is really the thing. Like that, at the end of the day, that's that doesn't really matter. You know, Secondary. they're still, they're making, yeah, it's like not a big thing. So just seeing how you can do whatever, no matter who you are, what, you, what you're into, what you believe in, what you think, it's just like, you're going to be you regardless. And yeah, just like go for it. Just be it, embody it, live it. And follow your truth always so now and obviously covid has you know affected many not just the lives but the livelihoods of others and including musicians and entertainers but you yourself outside of that and even before 2020 you admittedly haven't been performing live for a while um was that yeah. because of your other endeavors I don't know if I have an answer to that. Well, um, let, let, let's start know. here. I'm, we've done our homework. You uh, participated with Sync A&R 2020 Nashville Music Program with the Nashville Film Festival, um, which um, helped songwriters and artists create music um, and place music into films 
TV shows, ads, and get, that's awesome because you've done yes. music for TV and film for a few several years. I it's definitely something I've been working towards getting my music in, but I've been ARing for it, so that's I've great. mostly been on like the back end of that, kind of learning that business more because it is something that I really want to do, and it's one of my absolute goals. So learning it from the business perspective really has helped me. Like know what I need to do for that because making music for sync for television and film is different than yes, normal radio yes. music, and there's there's whether it's just like a groove to it, right? Whether it's three minutes, you know, obviously there's a formula, or or for television you have your 15 seconds, your 30 seconds, 60 seconds, each melody song, to whatever it is, lyric has to have that beginning, middle, and end, a little structure to it, right? And it's it's definitely different because. Music that you hear on the radio is just like an everyday vibe. But when you're writing music specifically for a scene of a TV show or a movie, and you need to portray a certain emotion, a tone, it's like you get to, oh, yes, 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 yeah, like you want to add to the value of that scene I in the movie. That. It's not just about playing an amazing song, which is still part of it, and it's still great. But it's like you want to make sure that you're you're giving the the movie or the film or whatever visual you're giving it what it needs to really stand out and really make it mean something to the that. viewer so and you're so multifaceted you also were the director of barbering at paul mitchell excuse me in <laughs> portland know. uh you manage multiple salons um you know and you were an entrepreneur in all things hair makeup yeah. styling photos editing branding graphic design promo and marketing why is it important for the musician of today to be able to have an abundance of aptitudes, particularly those that could help them sell themselves? I I think today, obviously the music industry has changed a lot, especially in the past like 22 years I've been doing <laughs> it. But these days it's all really visual and it's all about selling yourself. And I actually get a lot of questions about branding because people are like, you nail your branding. And I'm like, my branding is literally just an extension just me. of me. It's authentic. It's literally me. Like, Yes, I am, it comes so like easy. all the things yeah. it does, and and that's the thing is when you stop over complicate like complicating it, and you just are like this is an extension of me. What do you naturally. like to see? Obviously, you've taken the time to digest what makes these things excellent and done by others. You've studied it, and now I'm, I'm speaking for myself now too. Yeah, now you're like I yeah. can do this for myself. Yeah, and, and absolutely, it looks be it looks that way because that's how I wanted it to look. Exactly. And, and that's part of, yeah. And when I do the photos and the styling and the makeup, it's like, I really get to choose every part of that. And I get a say in all of that. So it really continues to just be like a full extension. And like, of course I get ideas and things from other people and people help out. I have tons of support and like amazing yes, people working with me we as don't well. Do it alone. Yeah. No, never. It's always a group project. Right. Um, but it, it's really helped me continue to get to know myself and just put me fully out there. I love so that. I, yeah. And it, it's honestly just fun. Like when I'm doing photos or like my makeup, it's not a stressful thing. And people will be like, did you work? Like, what'd you work on this week? And I'm like, nothing. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, yeah. I did. But Don't it like doesn't, even, sure. it doesn't, it doesn't feel even like feel that. like work. your job is no. to make it look that easy, Mallory. <laughs> honestly, it feels that easy most of the time. Like getting ready for this was just so fun that I would like, you know, this but is that's, just... that's what all artists do, especially performers, especially singers. You, we do so much to prepare even vocally everything you do so yeah. by the time you get there to perform you just 
enjoy it and you're there to enjoy yes. that moment but you've done a lot to prepare for that moment true there's a lot of behind the scenes that like go into all these moments but okay they're they're special <laughs> okay we are going to get into music soon but i Yay! let's talk about your own journey your own emotional glow up mallory okay um you know i love that you 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 are so proud to be labeled emo um but you were once made fun of and 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 you know not accepted as who you were in terms of being emotional you were told you were too much too sensitive too emotional too dramatic it made you feel a certain way about yourself you hated yourself even what was it like to look in the mirror and I, we touched a little bit about this but for so long not seeing yourself but instead living your life and seeing yourself through others version of you through others perceptions of judgment yeah i mean that's very difficult because again naturally we take that on when people say those things about us it's really easy to kind of like absorb that yeah um and for a long time i did believe people that i was just too sensitive and that i was feeling too much and i was doing too much and all this and i'm like <laughs> But the, I'm like, I'm literally just like this. Maybe you're the one that needs yes, to just like, it's your problem. maybe you need to embrace your emotions. Maybe you're projecting, which they yes, all were. <laughs> but, that's um, right. <laughs> they are. It's like, but it takes I mean, time to I, learn that. It does take a lot of time. And I, it was a journey for me to even come at like, to be aware of my own projections and things that I was putting out uh. there. Yeah. Um, which I was, I mean, everybody does it. It's like a natural thing until you become aware of it and until you heal those things and that's right. okay. But, but um, at the same time, you take your own responsibility. I'm not going to let me work on this for myself so that way I'm not projecting this onto others. Right. And those journeys can take a long time. Yeah. Like it can take a really long time to heal something that you've been dealing with literally your entire life, you know? traumas and things like that they don't always yes. go away very quickly so we'll, we'll talk about that i love everything you do for others but now yeah. well, you know what mallory we all have tantrums we all have off days sometimes we feel like the world yep. is against us but when we think of emo and specifically with men they're having a hard <laughs> time they're having a bad day at work when it comes to women oh they're bitch they're crazy they're unstable stay away from her oh, do you yeah. think <laughs> you've been harshly and other women harshly labeled because of these sexist tropes simply because you're a woman who has feelings and needs to express herself who isn't afraid to express herself yeah i think that women definitely and sensitive men as well but any sensitive right, person right. gets looked at that way of like oh it's just because of this and that and like people want to make excuses and it's like we're all humans and we all have feelings we're just admitting them we're just saying that's them out all loud. And you're suppressing them and that's okay too but like i'm sorry i'm gonna let that out i'm not i'm not gonna hold on to that i'm gonna let it out because that's how i truly feel and it's hard to, it's been hard to like step into being like no this is how i truly feel and i'm not wrong for that right uh, and and also separating from you know once you've healed from traumas being able to separate and be like this is no longer a trauma this is just what i expect this is my boundary and this is who i am so yes. like really, really going through that whole healing phase and being able to step into it and be like, this is like, you get what you get here. <laughs> this is yes. you, like, you're seeing it. This is it. So this is it. This is me speaking of. Yeah, let's all listen and have a great listen to uh, emotional. And we're going to listen to actually the pride remix. 
which is so fun. Popular <laughs> song spent three weeks at number one uh, on the Q32. You guys are listening to the Junkie Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And of course, we are joined with uh, Nashville's very own LGBTQIA artist, singer, songwriter, and producer, Mallory Pacific. And this is her yes. single, Emotional. Listening to the Jugga Jam Hour right here on Arena Free Brooklyn, and that was the Pride Remix, the official emotional from Mallory Pacific. Hello, Mallory. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for coming on to just share music. Uh, I love that. Um, Thank you again for having me. This has been so much fun so far. We are back. Now, just to make a correction, because I misspoke when I said that was the song that spent three weeks at number one on the LGBTQ Music Network's Q32 chart, but we will listen to that song as well. Um, but there's so much still 
just as successful. Um, shout out to Kiana, by the way, who co-wrote that with you. Yeah. She co-wrote that one and Never Not Miss You. Yes. She is a phenomenal songwriter, artist, producer in Nashville. Um, she was actually the first person in Nashville who ever asked me to write. So she took the first chance on me when I moved here. Yeah. And she's incredible. If you're listening, go listen to Kiana Noel. Kiana <laughs> she just Noel. released a song last week. Yeah. All right. We shall. Now, you described emotional as a celebration of radical I love ra- the word just radical. Radical, <laughs> radical <laughs> self-acceptance and an act of self-love. It is about being obsessed uh, with yourself as is unconditionally. No exceptions. Absolutely. I didn't even think to ask this question, but why have we been conditioned to think that self-love and and, and really becoming in tune and accepting ourselves why would we consider that radical? I think because it's not really the normal. Yeah. We're, we live in a world where things are very conditional and yes. we are conditioned <laughs> to think those things. It's like, I'll love you if, or you're not, you know, you're bad if you do X, Y, Z. And it's like, well, first of all, none of that's actually true. And, you know, like you can't, you can't get to where we're, you're going without any of those things. Right. Like you have to, I think a lot of it too has to do not, I am not a parent, so this is going to sound bad, but a lot of parents wanting their kids to kind of follow their same path, which I get it, you know, but it's also like they're completely their own person and, you know, their path might be completely different than yours, but you kind of got to just like guide them in the best way you can and still like accept what they want. Because if, if you suppress that, you're going to end up with an adult child who is either too scared to be themselves or really doesn't like you very much or like has a hard time connecting with you because you kind of took away, you know, what made them who they are. So yeah, yeah. it's, and I think that that's a really important thing too. And as I've grown in this process, like I've become closer with all those people who didn't necessarily understand yes. me, you know, like I started setting those boundaries and people were like, oh, oh, okay. Like that's how well, you are. Okay. Let's talk about some of the lyrics here. I know you know, it's not your fault that I'm so complicated. I know you get sick and tired of my self-deprecation. Um, yeah. Which is a coping, a way of coping. Absolutely. I'd be lying if I told you I could change it because I can't and I won't. Even that, still, even talking about self-deprecation, you still sound so self-assured. What was that breaking point for you then when you realize, no, I define who I am. If I am too much for you, then as you said, that's your problem. Was, I, was there that defining moment for you where it was just like, no, I, I this, this can't be that I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, I really think it was, and I don't know exactly when, maybe right before I came to Nashville, where I was just like, I don't want to live in a world where I don't get to like decide what happens. Yeah. You know, like I... I want to, I want to be able to just go out into the world and do what I want to do. Even if you, you and you think I'm crazy, that's fine. Go ahead and think I'm crazy, but like, this is what I want to do. This is who I am. So I'm just going to do it. And I think it's really hard to get to that point because we're constantly like, well, what if, or comparing ourselves to other people and all these sort of things. And I was just like, I don't, I don't care about anything, but 
you know, creating this life that I want yeah. right now. Yeah. And that was like my focus at the time. And that's when I was like, I'm going to own all these things that people made fun of me for. I'm own it. Because there were that's your strength. And that was the big one. Yeah. I mean, being Those are your strengths. Is a power. Yeah. It is. And like being able to sense things with your emotions, like you instantly, like intuition is a strength. Like how are, how are we not being taught about how to guide, like be guided with intuition? And we're not being taught that like some feelings are just a fleeting feeling and we don't need yeah. to obsess over that. You yeah. know, like we're not taught how to handle these. And it's actually what really like creates our reality and how we view things is how we feel. And we're yes. not taught that. And it's yeah. like, we need to be teaching this. Yeah. Everyone needs to learn this because it's so powerful once you connect with yourself in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, and if everyone, not just by their parents, but anyone in authority, whether that's the people who are looking after us when we step out as children, teachers, you know, yeah. crossing guards, even police, if we were all showing each other that we're all valid and we're all here and we all matter and we all have a purpose, we'd be one kick-ass world. And no one would be needing or of wanting of anything. We'd all have enough. I, I agree with that. And I think too, because we have, there's so many unhealed people and things happening in the world that people are so triggered by love, which is so crazy to me. People are more triggered by love than they are to pain. Like pain is almost acceptable. You know, like being emo is acceptable. It's like, I'm just sad. It's like, yeah. So that's acceptable. But like when someone shows you love that triggers you and that upsets you because you're not used to that. When, if we were to just like be a little bit more open to love yeah. as a collective, we could to others. Start, yeah, we could start building towards that kick-ass world, which we deserve to live in, you know? So take me as I am or leave me alone because you get what you see and what you see, you get it all. So just be prepared to take the hot with the cold because I'm emotional. I'm married to an Aries, by the way. So <laughs> that I don't even know your sign. I'm Sag. So <laughs> Oh, that's fiery. You right, so fiery. fire, fire. But it has taken me and, and obviously we still work on our communication. And he's helped me with that in my communication with others, but it's taken me years to understand not just his passion, but my passion, right? But it's passion, it's honesty, it's caring. But you know, it's taken me to learn how to meet him in the middle. And and of course, him meeting me in the middle of learning how to relax a little there <laughs> with me. Why is it that you suppose that people and, you know, it could be straight, just people we love, maybe. And we're in relationships are so quick to dismiss each other for maybe having, you know, to, you know, uh, maybe stronger feelings about something one way or the other than you maybe a little more passionate rather than taking the time to listen and understand that yeah i mean that can definitely be a tough dynamic in relationships but i think it again it is just about unconditionally loving someone and learning to be patient and know that a lot it's a lot of patience and and knowing that just because someone might have a crazy reaction to something it's not a reflection of you that's truly just how they feel in that moment and they're expressing it and that's okay so oh my god i express immediately as well and that's I great need we need to learn to your ruminate. mercury <laughs> i need time to ruminate but he doesn't he's ready he's always ready i'm not i'm like can we 
can we breathe a little bit? Then we can come back and talk. But he's like, I need a minute first. And that's okay too. And like the fact that you're both understanding that you need a minute and he doesn't, like that's amazing because a lot of people don't even get there and then they just go crazy. So like even knowing that and being like, I need five minutes. I know that you're ready. If you need to write it down so you don't forget, that's fine. But you know, I'll be back in a few minutes when I'm ready to like discuss that. And even knowing that is setting a boundary, which is amazing. So good for you that you know, and you're aware and you're like, Nope, I need a minute first before we can yeah. before we can move forward with this. So that's I want, great, honestly. And it's taken a while, but I want to ask you specifically because you did bring it up. Yeah. You did bring it up about getting to a place about loving those, about learning how to love those who have maybe consciously or subconsciously harmed you in some way or traumatized you. You know, because hindsight, yes, great. <laughs> we don't always know in, in those moments that we're in that uh, that our damage and as he spoke about, is conditioned. Yeah. So, and, and tell us a little bit about how you confronted those, again, consciously or unconsciously, how they damaged you, and were they able to understand the consequences of their actions toward you? I would say a lot of that healing work I did on my own, and it was stuff that I had to forgive without an apology. Yourself. I had to learn yeah, that that's the hard, some yeah. people... It's so hard. And the truth is, is that a lot of people don't know better because they weren't taught how to be They're conditioned themselves. They are damaged themselves. Yeah, like our parents' generation, they they weren't even taught how to communicate, period, really. You know, like, of course, there's exceptions to that. But for the most part, they weren't really taught that. So I had to, I had to just accept them and accept that they didn't know. It's, yeah, it's acceptance is huge because it's like, I can't change... You it's know, hard. the fact that some, how someone else wants to react or if someone doesn't see that it hurts me and maybe they're not even doing anything wrong and I'm just hurt by something else, you know? Yeah. So it's the awareness and, and kind of being able to quickly get to the root of whatever you're feeling and know if it is actually this person or if it's something within you that's being triggered and being able to just be like, okay, I'm triggered by this. What can I do about it? How can I learn from this? And then I try to just release everything with love. So even the people that have deeply hurt me and done terrible things to me in my lifetime, I love them. Like I absolutely love them because in some way they still contributed to who I am now. And it's like, I have to forgive. Otherwise you're just holding on to like, gross emotions that aren't really serving you like it doesn't really serve doesn't you to hold on to be hold on to, to be yeah like it doesn't serve you to be mad at someone for 30 years and i've done that you know what i mean like i've i've held on to stuff like that and it just your life kind of falls it makes more sense and you get more on a path of yourself once you let go it's, it's of all funny that because immediately that sends me into the to the bag lady song by erica badu you're gonna miss your bus with all that baggage you're that, carrying. <laughs> I love that. That is honestly so true. Like you will miss your bus. Well, I guess not. A, yes, because if it's meant for you, it'll happen. But it's true. Like you, you can't really, you can't let those things run your life. I want to ask you specifically because we have you yes. and you're a woman who's yes. not afraid to share her emotions. Uh, you really recently did a TikTok video of you crying, um, yeah. which ended up really being about just your own personal woman problem specific. What is it about a woman's very real change, whether that's hormonal and emotional, her own response, which is linked and often in consequence to her menstruation that 
us men fail to and probably never will i've never asked somebody this but never will understand it's honestly so it's literally a cycle and you cycle through hormones during this entire period because your body is preparing you know it depends on what's where you're at in your cycle but your body's preparing to either like release an egg or to release to literally shed the lining all scientific you know (laughs) like it's crazy but your body's preparing to do that and so different hormones have to be released to protect Ah. certain parts of your body or you know to make room for like it's all for protection really and that's like when women get bloated before their period it's because their body's body's working and your body's literally creating an extra layer here oh to protect God. your internal organs. Like, and that stuff is not fun. You know, like it's not, it, it's not, not always only the most is it fun not feeling. fun, but it, <laughs> but it, it never really is understood or talked about. It's, it's not. And, and that was part of why I posted it too, is because everyone was like, oh my gosh, you're obviously crying over a person. And I was like, no, not I'm not. Like I'm that. in pain right now. And it could have been joy too. You could cry in joy. <laughs> you can cry. You can literally cry anytime about whatever you want. Um, but yeah, it was like, I just felt like, and it was a lot of um, cis men asking me if I was crying over someone. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Now, and so I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go crazy and like talk about your uterus because. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, you can't be a true emo girl, woman, um, without some incredible ink, which you have many. Oh my! How gosh, many I know do you have? Many... Ugh, I honestly count? don't know at this point because I have. Do you, I have like a full sleeve and it's like, do you count that in a session or do you count that in individuals? I don't like, I each don't one know. tells a story. I, now, do you remember your first one and the significance of it? Yes. So my first one ever is actually like on my side here. Um, and it's a Kanye. So it's from a Kanye West song, but it was actually that. a book. And it's, it says everything I'm not made me everything I am. I love you like Kanye. And I Kanye. loved that. <laughs> And I honestly, at first was like, I want to, like, I want this to inspire me. And I didn't always get the meaning of that until I started going through like this whole process of self like discovery and all that. And being like, wow, really all these things that I'm not allow me to be who I am. So I still love that quote. And that book is amazing. People like to read. I'm a reader. That's like my thing. People are like, I watch movies. I'm like, I sit and read. Um, (laughs) But I, I just loved it. And well, you can I paint your own really, picture. You can paint your own picture. I used to be a really big Kanye West fan. Like I love, being from Chicago, I don't. I'm, I don't know if I have anything to say. I haven't been keeping up with him. I know he like just released an album, and everyone's mm. freaking out over it. But I haven't. That's heard what he it wanted. Yet. I know. Well, and honestly, though, see, and that's the thing. Like self accepting Kanye for who he is because we know he's going to do something crazy and dramatic. There's that's so much going on there with Kanye underneath all of that yeah he has a lot of layers he lost you know it's still not far that he's lost his mother yeah i mean all and 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 we're not seeing that i know we see like such small glimpses yeah and it's like what i would love to know truly like what he's deeply struggling with because it's far beyond what anyone but it just doesn't seem like he's ready to untangle all of that yeah, and some people won't ever. And, and his way to express it is through music, so. 
I know. And it, you have to think too, like if someone is willing to go and put themselves out there to the extreme that he does, like that's also a really positive thing though. Cause it's just showing how much these things mean to him. Even if it doesn't, even if you don't agree or you don't like it, it's like, I kind of, I mean, I just find a way to be positive about it, but I just think I he's amazing that. in the fact that he like, he just goes for it for like zero to 60 and just like lets himself do it and doesn't really care. He has to, you know? We all have to, he by does. the way. We can't. Yeah. We can't. We can't even let our own mistakes hinder us. No. We have to I keep mean, propelling w- forward. Would Kanye let him? No. Him? No. What would Kanye do? So now, <laughs> Kanye, Kanye wouldn't give a fuck. Okay. So <laughs> all of the success so far with emotional congratulations. Does that validate your experiences and hardships to get to where you are today? Was it all worth it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I honestly think too, in this industry, especially there are very specifics when people, what people think is successful in the music industry. And uh, I had to really, subjective. My, yes, I had to create what I thought was a success. Um, because you know, when people outside of the industry think, oh my gosh, if you're not on top 40 charts and you're not doing this and that, well, you're obviously not successful, but it's like, I had to decide that I'm successful now and that putting out music on my own is a success. Where's Mallory now compared to Mallory last year, two years ago? Yeah, exactly. And she's completely different, you know, like I'm not the same person in any way. And it's like with every release, I grow some more. And so I, I find success in that. And I find success in, you know, someone sending me a message and saying that the pride remix was their like, they newly they were newly accepting themselves and they had just come out and that's their coming out song like i don't need the rest of it if i get a message like that yes. you know like that's success and that like is. for someone to even feel comfortable sharing that with me is like okay yes i love you thank you like that's an honor for someone to share that with that's you because that's not always an easy thing to do so yeah. so now you are not just a musician songwriter Beauty expertise. <laughs> um, you are also, you know, an advocate and uh, just someone who's a true. What's what's the word I'm grasping for here? I'll find it. But you are an advocate for personal development and spirituality. Connoisseur was the word I was looking for. Yes. <laughs> uh, deep, embedded into an understanding of of emotional healing. Um, you you are recently emotional freedom technique certified. Yes. What does that mean, by the way? <laughs> so EFT is it's a healing modality, and you t- basically tap on certain points of your body, and it helps move uh, like move stuck energy. So when you're feeling upset stress. or sad, <laughs> yes, it literally relieves and moves energy and stuck emotions out of your body and you just like tap on certain points um it's basically like acupuncture you're combining, but instead of needles yeah yeah well you're my, tapping my husband and i points. we do melting but you're combining the physical with with the you're buying you're combining the physiological with the mental wellness yes because it all affects and it's one all, another yeah. it is it's all connected so now you are a light worker um mm-hmm healer tarot reader when you say light worker by the way i'm assuming that's light um i don't want to use the word magic and scare someone off <laughs> i mean i'm fine using magic and okay freaking people light out magic a bit, light magic <laughs> okay so light magic light working to me is just being able to spread the light and find the light because we live in a very dark world too and yes. and being able to be a light and to help others 
even if it's like one simple conversation or one little text message or one little post that I, you know what I mean? No matter what it is, it's like helping other people find their light as, as much by being one by, yeah. You have to be it. If if you're, if, if you're bright, it's because you're reflecting others brightness. Yeah. And I have a coach, um, like a mindset coach that I work with and she always says, I rise, you rise, we rise. And I always thought that was the most beautiful because it's like, if I'm shining, you're shining, we're all shining. That's that's the adage. My light does, my light doesn't have to dim for you to shine as well. Right. Like there's plenty of room for everybody to shine and do their thing and be happy. So again, lightworker, healer, tarot reader, astrologer, psychic medium, you know, coaching others, uh, teaching them how to manifest. Obviously, that's all energy related. Where does astrology fit? Because, you know, when you think of tarot astrology, you think of it, oh, you know, it could, I could take something from it, but it's supposed to be entertainment. Maybe I'm supposed to take it with a grain of salt. How, yeah. how do you convince people? Not I wouldn't say convince. How do you determine which modality? Obviously, you work with different people. What's going to be best for them? So to me, the way I see astrology is when you look up like your natal chart, for example, it's the exact alignment of the planets the second you came into this world. And obviously, when the planets are in different positions within you know the solar system in the universe, it creates different energies. So it's all just energy based. It's all energy people want to people try to make astrology into like a personality quiz of some right. sort, but it's really just energy based. It's like you. It as, could help you understand yourself a little bit better. It doesn't dictate right. anything. Yes, it doesn't. It doesn't dictate. But if you work with it, it makes things flow a little bit easier because you're aware of like. Uh, for example, I'm a Gemini moon. So emotionally I have traits of a Gemini. So I'm very moody. I'm very back and forth. And like working with I would, with I would that, never call you a Gemini to your face. So um. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm a cancer. I'm a cancer. But <laughs> oh my God, emotionally cancer. I'm a Gemini. And so it's like I had to learn to just go with the flow of that and not try to shut it off and be like, I'm not moody. I'm not, I'm not this and that. And I had to be like, no, I'm just going to work with it instead of against it. But it was energetic. It wasn't a personality. Speaking of energy, for some reason, you literally are like the 10th woman cancer in me and my husband's orb recently, like back to back to back. I'm a cancer. Oh my gosh. You need some cancerian queen love. We need, I think we need some of that balance. In our yeah, lives right now, we can use some of that fiery, hydration. So you need, yes, you need some of that. that I love water, that. that, like motherly water. <laughs> um, and just of course, one of your goals is to encourage women and those within the LGBT community to embrace their emotions by connecting uh, deeply with themselves, owning their power, providing a safe, loving, and inclusive uh, place for others. What are some of the type of traumas? have you found that others are finding themselves having to deal with and what can someone expect from working with you in the emotional glow up? I would say parental and family traumas are definitely the biggest ones because you spend the most time with those people growing up and they stick with you the most because we are taught that family, that you're supposed to just accept family even if they're doing something to you or making you feel or whatever. Um, And so working through a lot of parental traumas, like um, abandonment or 
you know, someone not being there emotionally for you or someone maybe not supporting you in the yeah, way you like. Like those are, yeah, those are judgmental, all like deep yeah, traumas. Yeah. And those those can really stick with you. So Abusive. that, you know, it, it is. It, I mean, it technically is abuse. Absolutely. And it's like, once you get into a relationship in your adult years, you don't let people that want to do those things do them because you're still holding on to the trauma of it. So we, in the emotional glow up, and I'm actually redoing it at the moment, um, we just, I wanted to make some changes to have like more of an impact. So I'm kind of switching it up at the moment, but it's really about, yes, accepting your emotions and all that. But I want, I want people to know that it's normal to have them. Everybody has them on this planet, whether they want to say they don't, they do. They're just lying. (laughs) Um, But it's like, if you know that that's a power, why not embrace that power and then make, use it, you know? I do believe in magic in that way. And it's like, if you want to create something in your life, you can create it. And it's just another tool you can use in your toolbox and it's for positivity. And and who cares how cynical you are? It's still for you. Yeah. And and the thing too is like, it's okay to be cynical if you're aware of it, but like, how can you switch from being cynical to even going up just a couple emotions to being, yeah, to be like, hopeful or yes, to hopeful. to find to find something to focus on that's Whatever exciting tool to you. Whatever you can use to get you there. Yeah, and I like we that. go through one of the things that I love a lot is it's actually from Abraham Hicks and it's an emotional scale and you start with like depression is all the way at the bottom, depression, fear, anxiety, they're like all down here and there's 22 emotions that you go through and the highest one is gratitude, love. Yes. Oh my and God, you have yes. to you have to go through all of them. Like you have to admit if something makes you angry. All you of have those to, things that preceded that, you you do yeah. get to a place of being grateful for them, whatever that experience yeah. involved. Exactly. In. And if you don't if you don't necessarily admit to each and every one of them, you might still have some blocks in there. So it's ah, like if blocks. you can't if you can't admit to the fact that you're angry about something, you're like, Well, I'm not angry, but it's like, yes, you are angry. Just say that you're angry and then move on to the next one. I love <laughs> you know? It. Mallory Pacific. So. Mallory is emotional, yes. helping you to not miss your bus. Now <laughs> I mean we're running out of time. Mallory, for I anyone know. looking to find you and everything about you, because I do want to play um Never Not Miss You. Um For anyone interested in finding everything about Mallory Pacific, you can find her on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, even on YouTube at Mallory is emotional. That's M-A-L-L-O-R-Y-I-S-E-M-O-T-I-O-N-A-L. You can find all her music, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon, um, Mallory Pacific, everything about her. Just go to Mallory is emotional.com. Of course, we do have to, and everything we do here, you can go to Radio Free Brooklyn com for everything I do. You, of course, you can visit junkandjam.com. And of course, just to pay some bills real quick, we are a nonprofit. Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn, of course, is sponsored in part by Elevate Pharmacy, offering little or no cost medical braces. For more information about that, you can call 844-598-6639. And we are also sponsored in part by the Peters Valley School of Craft. Peter Valley Craft uh, presents uh, the Fall Craft Fair, which is coming up uh, for, in the Sussex County, New Jersey Fairgrounds on September 25th and the 26th. Uh, that's next month. Visitors can browse and buy handcrafted pieces from um, over 100 exhibiting artists. And of course, we love to support other artists. You can find out about tickets and all about Peter Valley School of Craft uh, at petersvalley.org. Thank you so very much, Mallory. 
Thank you so very much. It has been amazing chatting with you. We are we are going to play Never Not Miss You, the Ash yeah. Taylor remix. This is the song that spent three weeks at number one on the LGBTQ yes, the, the Music Network's 232 chart. I love that. <laughs> but this is the remix of that. Guys, enjoy. Have a blessed one. and all episodes of the Junk and Jam Hour can be streamed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, Google Play Music, and simply tell Alexa, play the Junk and Jam Hour. Thank you.